Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Defining Truth. Today's episode, we talk about Colorado and their extreme left-wing ideology and what it will mean for the election. Stay tuned. Hey, guys. Josiah O'Neill here with Defining Truth. Across from me, I'm with uh, Brandon Jones. Today, we have some interesting things. Actually, we're going to keep it short, but very interesting. We're going to talk about what Colorado just did regarding Trump and his removal from the primary ballot. Um, and if you're not tracking this entirely, we're going to break it down for you in simple terms so you can understand. So, Brandon, why don't we start with just what happened and explain it for people who may, may not you know, be tracking this. Yeah, so more than three months ago, a group of Colorado electors eligible to vote in the uh, Republican presidential primary, both registered Republican and unaffiliated voters, uh, filed a lengthy petition in the district court for the city and county of Denver, asking the court to rule that former President Donald J. Trump may not appear on the Colorado Republicans presidential ballot. They invoked uh, provisions of Colorado's uniform election code, and the electors requested that the district court prohibit Jenna Griswold, who is Colorado's secretary of state from placing president Trump's name on the presidential primary ballot. Their claim is that the section three of the 14th amendment to the U S constitution disqualified president Trump for seeking the presidency. More specifically, they asserted that he was ineligible under section three because he quote engaged in insurrection on January 6th after swearing an oath as a president to support the U S constitution. Uh, after permitting President Trump and the Colorado Republican State Central Committee to intervene in the action below, the district court uh, conducted a five-day trial and found by clear and convincing evidence that President Trump did engage in insurrection as those terms are used in Section 3. However, the district court concluded that Section 3 does not apply to the President of the United States and therefore the court denied the petition to keep President Trump off the presidential primary ballot. The electors and President Trump sought this court's review of various rulings by the district court and the Colorado Supreme Court affirmed in part and reversed a couple of things that they found. All right. So let's let's simplify all that down to just in like five words. What what happened in Colorado? Let's say people are not paying attention to politics. Uh, Colorado Supreme Court decided that Trump cannot be named on the primary ballot. Is that correct? Well, the first thing that they decided is that he's guilty of insurrection. Right. Arbitrarily, this district court judge decided with evidence submitted from January 6th right. per Congress that he's ineligible to run for president. Which, which is a complete and utter lie. And, and let's, let's be clear because there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of derangement syndrome surrounding you even mentioned the name Trump and people lose their minds on the left. But let's, let's be really clear about something. From the very beginning, those on the left who absolutely despised America, our country, our Christian Judaic values, everything. They hated Trump, and they immediately labeled some people who walked into the Capitol on January 6th as, quote, insurrection. Okay, there's no basis or premise for that whatsoever, unless you're CNN or somebody running against Trump. Okay, So we, we discussed you know, before that everything we're going to talk about right now with this Colorado court decision is based on a lie. Hence, everything else should be considered fruit of the poisonous tree. Generally, uh, you know, I'm referring to a legal term, whereas if something is bad from the root cause, um, then the rest of the case gets thrown out. Now, 
this is an extremely partisan issue. I think it's important to bring up that Colorado is not the first state to consider this. Um, the left has long used uh, legal means to to wage war in where they could otherwise not win. Right? It's called lawfare. They're jamming up the courts. They're jamming up Supreme Court with issues surrounding Trumps, all in hopes of cheating their way into more power. Now, the opinion on the left is it follows suit with their derangement about Trump that this was somehow an insurrection. That's been cleared up years ago. Trump did not commit insurrection. Neither did anyone there, as far as I'm concerned. There was people who behaved inappropriately at January 6th, but many, many people were just there peacefully walking in and out. We have thousands of hours of video footage of people just casually strolling through the Capitol, not to mention recent informations come to light about numerous, numerous federal agents, government personnel dressed up like conservatives, walking in with people, casually sitting on people's desk. Now, there's an argument to be said for whether or not they should have done that, but insurrection? Really? Really, guys? You, you think that the grandmas who casually strolled through the public uh, property there at Capitol Hill uh, is equal to the Battle of Gettysburg. I mean, because this is what the state of Colorado is using now to say that Trump's ineligible. They're saying that because of the 14th Amendment's um, addressing of insurrection, which specifically was written in regards to the Confederacy and the Civil War. Okay, keep that in mind. They're saying that for something at which Trump wasn't even a part of, they're saying that his 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 speech incited it. This is so the irony of of these self righteous leftist ideologues who who want to you know talk about free speech but ban it everywhere that it doesn't agree with them. They're saying that Trump's free speech incited a quote unquote insurrection, which is garbage, and therefore he shouldn't be eligible to run. Mind you, they're not saying this this choice belongs to the people. In our constitutional republic, they're not saying it belongs to Congress. They're saying that a partisan, all-Democrat elected Supreme Court in Colorado should decide whether or not you get to vote for the president of your choice, for the person of your choice. That is not democracy. That is insane. That is communist. That's socialist. That's exactly what America is getting. Now, since the whole thing is based on that faulty premise, it's an assumption which is nothing more than their opinion, which of course they ran with because it was a hot news item when it happened. They're trying to say that Trump's not eligible to be on the ballot. This is very, very dangerous behavior here from the left. Now, numerous people have acknowledged that. One article I just read pointed out how, while the conservatives were quick to point out how bad this was, the left, they weren't so quick to point out you know, how wonderful it was. I think even those on the left are kind of afraid of what this means, right? Well, that's an interesting point, too, because I wanted to mention that all seven, first of all, it was a narrow decision, 4-3 decision. Four, three. Mm -hmm. All seven of the justices on the Colorado Supreme Court are appointed by Democrat governors, which leads me to believe, I haven't looked, but it leads me to believe that all of these justices are, are left-leaning. And the Colorado Chief Justice, Brian Boatwright, in his dissent, said, quote, dismissal is particularly appropriate here because the electors brought their challenge without a determination from a proceeding, for example, a prosecution for an insurrection-related offense with a more rigorous procedures to ensure adequate due process. So that's exactly what you said. He's saying that all of this is false because it's based on a false pretense, which would be that Trump has been prosecuted for 
insurrection. Absolutely. Insurrection. This would be like me having an argument in court whether or not unicorns have a right to free healthcare. And instead of wasting all the time and money and amicus briefs and all this stuff, someone should just open their eyes and state the obvious and say, guys, unicorns don't exist. So this is all a waste of time. Yeah. So the left's most common defense uh, regarding the Colorado Supreme Court's decision is that the 14th Amendment does not require a conviction. And uh, it's true that the 14th Amendment states that one must engage in insurrection or provide aid to comfort to America's enemies. Uh, but they were not able to provide precedent, uh, they being oh the citizens gosh. for res yeah. responsibility. Did you say and aid and comfort to America's enemies? Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, there's not a Democrat that could hold office today yeah. in America. I mean, they, they have unequivocally made themselves enemies of the United States, our way of life, our constitution, like in every way, shape or form. And the irony is that you look at the average, I guess, leftist understanding. We see this on social media a lot. They are completely brainwashed. Like they, they are full on like, well, a judge said that Trump was guilty, so he must be guilty. I mean, it's just like, look, even Robert Kennedy, this is just going back to how not everyone on the left is, is in agreement with this insanity. Robert Kennedy, who is, as you may know, running for is running for president as well. He just said this on X um, on the, the 21st. He said, Colorado Supreme Court ruling makes America look like a banana republic. Why doesn't every American understand that if they can do this to a former president, everyone is vulnerable to punishment for crimes with which they have never been convicted? Democracy would be a total shambles. Now, that's the guy running right against Trump that said that. I, I, guys, I can't even tell you how dangerous this is. I have a great example of this type of behavior because what we're seeing here from the left is, is fraud. It's typical behavior from fraudsters. Now, as you may know, I worked a long time in, in law enforcement, and some of that time I spent as a federal investigator, I worked fraud cases and those related to identity theft and things like that. Well, there's a common thing we see with people who are trying to make themselves look like something they're not. Now, now hold on, I know it's a stretch, but hear me out, okay? So what we would see with these fraud cases is, let's say you start with I, uh, you know, you, you steal an identity. So I steal your identity. Now I'm not Brandon. So I need to make myself look like Brandon because my initial assertion is false, right? If I go to you and I say, I'm Brandon, you're going to be like, well, what proof do you have? You're a liar. So what you do is you take a series of steps or actions that solidify your original lie. So I may do something like go get um, a bank account in your name. And now I hold that, right? We see this a lot with credit fraud. And then I'll use that credit card to make purchases and get receipts sent to an address with that fake name on it. See, all the subsequent actions solidify the original lie that I'm someone who I'm not really. You see this exact fraud type behavior played out on the left. They make an assertion. They lie about something like, you know, labeling something insurrection. Then they take all of these follow-on actions like filing amicus briefs and uh, you know, news articles and pushes on social media, and they claim that because of the original fact, all of this is true. See, if the left gets courts to rule on something that they originally lied about, just like fraudsters who steal your credit cards, they have now created another level of verification for the original lie. It's absolute criminal behavior. It's typical of what we see in organized crime groups. And this is exactly what the left is doing. And this is one thing that this indicates to me. If you have to do that, it's because you know you're wrong. 
They can't stand on a debate stage and win an argument with facts to save their lives. They're all emotions. They're all hype. And as we've discussed, almost everything the left is wanting America to believe is a lie. So if that's the case, you have to build upon that lie. You have to continue to lie to get what you want. And ultimately, you have to take serious action to stop truth from coming out. They're squirming. This is what we're seeing in America right now. Their lawsuits, their collusions, their impeachments, their so many millions of dollars and taxpayer dollars, by the way, that they've spent trying to get Donald Trump out of the race has failed every single step of the way. And here we have yet another escalation where a court fraudulently makes a decision about insurrection, unproven, unverified, completely unspecific, something of which Trump was neither a part of nor present nor has ever been convicted of. And now they're saying that the people of Colorado do not get to choose Donald Trump if they want to. I agree with Robert Kennedy in this aspect. That is like a banana republic. This is authoritarian nonsense. It should not stand. Now, you know, this could all be completely irrelevant because if it goes to the Supreme Court, which I, I believe SCOTUS will toss it for a variety of reasons, not to mention just how simply how dangerous this is, um, but they could just toss it because it's nonsense. And then this is all irrelevant and it doesn't matter. But as we see, California has already now tried to follow suit and so have numerous other states seeing the result of the Supreme Court of Colorado's decision. Now other states are trying to do it. Um, and of course, you know, Republicans in those states have filed uh, you know, angry letters saying that we don't like it, um, which is good. It's good. But this is really, really bad for American democracy because what it's further showing your average American citizen, as again, Robert Kennedy pointed out, if they can do this to former president of the United States, you and me are chums. I mean, it's like, we, what chance do we have against a far left radical justice system that is willing to make decisions based on false premises? Very scary. Uh, I was just looking into, uh, let me find it. It was, uh, oh, I found it interesting that most of the eight people who have ever been disqualified under the 14th Amendment uh, were also not convicted of a crime, but they were Confederates in the Civil War. Uh, and they were kept from being seated in office under strange circumstances. For example, A.F. Gre Gregory was a local postmaster who was removed from office, uh, and it was un unclear what exactly he did to warrant his removal. And the same goes for J.D. Watkins, who was a district attorney, and he was have found to have engaged in quote, the late rebellion. Other than that, crew could not find any evidence of exactly what that meant. Again, crew being the citizens for responsibility yeah. and ethics in Washington. Well, because it's nonsense, because the, the entire section was created due to America's civil war. And since we haven't had a civil war again, trying to apply it to just the Republican candidate that you don't like is absurd. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that judges are even eager to do this anywhere. This, this has been a long trail to reach these far left judges, this, uh, these four on Colorado Supreme Court who made this decision because seven other states in, in recent history have tried to do this and they've all been unilaterally dismissed for various reasons. Uh, one judge in Michigan said that the whole issue was ridiculous because this was up to Congress to decide. It wasn't a subject matter of the judicial branch, which I agree. I mean, one of our standing you know differences between old england and and uh what you know is the united states is that the judicial power is not something to be feared in fact the opposite 
right? It's, it's a government for the people, by the people, not for the judges, by the judges. So that's what one judge in Michigan pointed out. And, and frankly, I mean, they, they, these judges have to realize that people have the right to vote for the candidate of their choice. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. To me, it's, it seems pretty, pretty desperate if you've been unable legally to remove a guy like Trump, you've sued him, you've accused him, you tried to do it in polls, and, and you're now at the point where you're trying to like legally remove him from the ballot. I mean, that just makes you look really bad. Um, you had mentioned earlier too, as far as how this looks to the outside world. I mean, we're, we're like a laughing stock. President of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, recently posted, after hearing about the Colorado decision, said the United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. That's embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Now, he's the one that posted it, but I'm sure many other leaders around the world are thinking the same thing and probably scared, mostly our allies, right? Because if the Communist Party-aligned leftist continue to dominate the judicial system in this country and uh, seek and gain more and more power, uh, inevitably, our allies around the world will suffer tremendously, as they have under the Biden administration. Uh, very, very sad. It looks like uh, in response to this, the Colorado Republican Party is pushing to uh, withdraw from the state's primary in March, regardless of the decision by the Supreme Court, and move to a caucus system instead. So they're pushing people, uh, instead of having a Super Tuesday primary ballot where a ballot would arrive in your mailbox, uh, they're going to be telling voters that they need to go to uh, their precinct caucus on caucus night on March 7th. Uh, and you'll go there to elect people, delegates, who will then go and support your preferred candidate. So it looks like they're going to move to what Iowa already does um, in response to this regardless. I mean, it's pretty sad that that even has to happen. I, I think it's a good reminder for the, for the conservatives in this country to realize who our real opponents are, right? That while we're over here quibbling about who's going to run for president. I mean, you look at these debates. I mean, look at Chris Christie saying, yeah, Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. I think conservatives need to wake up and realize that we have a common enemy globally in what is leftist and all the radicals who support that ideology. As we've discussed many times, the only result from leftism has been death and destruction, widespread death and destruction for every nation and people group that have adopted these ideals. Americans, we should fight this with every ounce of our being. And um, it's, it's, it's just so sad that this is happening. And if you doubt that this is, you know, leftists because they're like, well, you know, there's former Republicans. That doesn't mean anything to me, anything. I don't care if you call yourself a Republican or not. If you've aligned yourself ideologically with the left, you are a leftist. It doesn't matter what label you put or what you write on your name tag, right? One of the judges in the district court in Colorado we discussed who um, was just only recently elected to district court actually spent most of her career in the private sector. I was just looking up who made this decision. And the district court was actually the one before the Colorado Supreme Court that said, um, yeah, Trump was guilty of insurrection, but you know, he, as the president, they couldn't remove him from the ballot because of his office. I just out of curiosity, I was like, where do these people come from, right? Because the amicus was filed by a bunch of people in these groups. They're all far left activist groups. This district judge, is um is is uh, a member of the Center for Legal Inclusiveness in in uh, CLI, which is all about growth mindset and diversity, equity, inclusion, and yada yada yada, and on and on and on. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, and we've beat this horse to death, but 
leftism is a mind virus. It truly precludes the individual from thinking critically because openly and publicly, leftists have stated that critical thinking is racist, that facts are racist. Um, who was it? Ocasio-Cortez that recently said, you know, emotions are more important or facts are racist or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. It's like driving a car 85 miles an hour down the freeway with your eyes closed because you think that opening your eyes is racist. Yeah, well, it's, it's judicial activism that's uh, meant to suppress the vote. They know that Trump is up in the polls by 60 to 70% uh, as far as Republicans go, and they're going to do anything that they can. I mean, really, this is going to come down. If the Supreme Court ignores it and doesn't do anything, the, this decision has come down to four people in Colorado. It's like, that's ridiculous. Well, I want to be clear about one thing for sure. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Okay, Here at Defining Truth, we're not pedestaling or advocating for one particular individual. We stand for our values and our biblical principles, which we believe made America what it is. Now, to be clear, everyone should be upset about what's happening right now um, with the left. It, it, I don't care if you like Donald Trump or not. That's not the point. This is extremely unconstitutional. And even as uh, those on the left have pointed out, it is like a banana republic. And if you don't get that reference, what I'm saying is like, this is like totalitarian regimes, authoritarian individuals who rule to maintain their power and disregard the will of the people. Uh, for that reason alone, whether you're a Trump fan or not, I think as Robert Kennedy even pointed out, he said I, I don't, he didn't particularly like Trump. He's running against him. But he was able to critically sort of think about this situation and realize how dangerous it was. So just to be clear, um, this is bad for America, period. And the only reason Trump has so much focus anyway is because he got along with all the Democrats before. He was friends with the Clintons. He was, he was friends with everybody. Nobody had a problem with him until he started speaking against the left, the insane radical leftism in this country. And all of a sudden he's enemy of the state number one. Yeah, he donated to all of them previously. He was a, a huge financial supporter. Oh, he, they'd all be friends still if he never ran for president. It's, it's, it's obscene. It's ridiculous. Uh, this, is, this is politics though, right? It's, 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 it's all about the the struggle for power. Yeah, I, I think it would do us well to not focus so much on the person itself, but to, to keep your finger on the pulse of the ideological movement that shapes your country. That's responsible citizenship. You have to track the events uh, through the lens of biblical worldview, if, if you're a Christian, okay, and make your decisions not based on the individual themselves, but based on the outcomes in the bigger picture. That's very very important because you can get lost in the quagmire of accusations and this person did that, that person did this. Well, the truth is leftism has a long, long and brutal history of savage destruction. And it's coming to the United States, not, not coming, it's, it's here. And this is, it should be a big wake up call to people who are like, well, there's no leftists in America. Uh, 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 a Supreme Court without jurisdiction, completely unrelated to the presidential election, Washington DC, or anything that occurred there, just unanimously decided that the people of Colorado don't get to vote for Donald Trump. That's dangerous. Based off the false, based off the false premise that he yeah. committed insurrection. As which, the fraudsters do with credit fraud, as I explained. They're like criminals. It's really bad. Anyways, we'll see where this goes. My 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 opinion, my my guess is that SCOTUS is gonna crush this. 
That's what I think. I mean, they're inundating them with, with Trump issues and, and the left is trying to do it to cheat their way out of having to run against Donald Trump. It's ridiculous. They should stop all this nonsense and just let the people decide. It's not that hard. Well, they don't want that. If the people decide, he will become the next Absolutely. president. Absolutely. That's why they created policies and passed legislation that enabled them to weasel their way into the Biden administration. Uh, that was the, the real cheating that occurred in that election was the fact that they allowed things like ballot harvesting and ballot box stuffing and on and on and on and on. And then anytime anyone challenged it and said, whoa, I, I, think, I think that's you know cheating or something, they were like, insurrectionist. I mean, that's what they're doing with him in Georgia, right? You have clear uh, evidence. You, you hear this recorded call where Trump is calling election officials in Georgia going, hey, guys, I need you to find these lost votes. These people cheated. I think those votes are out there and it would make the difference between him winning or not. And in light of that challenge, they're like, oh, it's a crime. Don't you can't question us. Don't challenge our our fraud scheme. You know what I mean? Who do these people think they are? Yeah, Woo. simply asking the question of, of clarifying and finding ballots. He was then accused of intervening yeah. in an election. Oh, dude, according to the left, free speech is a crime, 100%. Everything that we've talked about today and in recent past has all been over free speech issues. Look at look at big tech, they do it all the time. You say something they don't like and it's like account banned, demonetized, and big tech, you know, social media, which has become the primary source of information and news for America. They're, they're um, leftists are the same everywhere they go, right? Whether it's big tech, social media, or elections, or the judicial system here in Colorado. They don't win arguments with facts because they're wrong. And so they use schemes and fraud methods and trickery to get what they want. And, and, and unfortunately you do have a really serious problem with Trump derangement syndrome, the, this leftist mind virus. And a lot of people are just so blind to truth. I, I think personally, because there's a lot of hatred, right? The traditional American values as premised on Christian Judaic beliefs, which we talk about all the time, hold man accountable to a higher moral authority. It means that you don't get, you don't deserve everything. You don't get free everything. You don't deserve everything you want. It means you have to work. You have to be accountable. It means if you rob somebody at gunpoint, you were wrong and you should go to jail. The left's perspective is, is anti-theist at its core. That's why leftism always ends up persecuting or destroying religion, is that you are totally worth everything you want. And as Aleister Crowley said, before um, you know, he heavily influenced the Satanic Bible. Do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. That sums up the leftist ideology. So when your when when your pride is personally insulted and you're told no, it's like a it's like a dog getting smacked on the nose when they do something they're not supposed to. It enrages them, and the leftists equally are isn't as enraged by anyone telling them that they're wrong. And uh, unfortunately for them, Trump got up and did that a lot. All the more reason to remain steadfast in truth. Speak truth, think about things critically, and uh, seek and you'll find, man. The information is out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, real quick, Merry Christmas to everybody uh, coming up in a few days. Merry and, Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. But I also want you to talk about uh, the new book that's officially live now. Yeah, so our book came out, which is now available on the website, definingtruth.org. The book is called Defining Truth, Articulating America's Worldview. Um, we painstakingly go through uh, 10 different issues, one issue per chapter, uh, where we aim to equip you in the fight against progressive Marxism 
in politics and define truth amidst the sea of confusion in what has become the culture war. Um, it's a short read. It's really good. Uh, in a few more weeks, uh, we, we think the audio version should be out on Audible and Amazon, etc. Um, on uh, December 26th, we're going to be on with uh, Todd Starnes, too. That should be interesting. We're going to talk about it and some other venues coming up. But uh, if you don't have it already, it's not too late. You could probably get a copy for somebody if, uh, if you would want for Christmas. All right, so before we, we finish, I want to wrap it up with uh, some, some, uh, some Bible talk here, as we, as we usually do. All right, so this week we were listening to a message out of um, Acts chapter 16. And I thought it was really appropriate because I personally have lived this quite a bit, and I'm sure many listeners out there have as well. It, it centers around Paul and uh, his desire to go to a certain place. Now, many times throughout my life, I have often wondered and really sought out what the Lord's will is. What does God want me to do? Where am I supposed to go? And maybe for you, this is like, you didn't know if you were supposed to take a job, were you supposed to move to a different place or whatever. And for those of us who honest, or earnestly seek God's will uh, in our lives, this oftentimes can be a challenge. Here in Acts chapter 16, we saw the apostle Paul, is uh, wanting to journey to visit uh, different parts of the then known world, okay? And what's interesting is that in verse six in chapter 16, it says that the Holy Spirit kept Paul from doing these things. Specifically, it says from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So Paul wanted to go this way and God was like, nope, you can't go there. And then he tries to go to a different area where it says in verse seven, when Paul came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit would not allow them to. So it was like God was like, nope, you can't go here either. And I thought, man, that's, you know, there's two things that pop out. One, we have really no idea what's going on in life. That's why it's important to trust the Lord for everything, your direction and rest in the fact that he's got you. Two, it shows that they, they didn't suffer from inaction. In other words, he was trying to go somewhere. So for any, especially young man out there, I would say, um, try to do something, get off the couch and move. If you're honestly trusting that God's going to show you, then, then have faith in that God will close that door if you're not supposed to walk through it. But by all means, get up and go. Don't be like the wicked servant who buries his talent in the ground and does nothing, right? Um, eventually though, Paul has this vision and, uh, he sees a man in Macedonia asking him to come to him right? So in verse nine, it says that during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, quote, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, it says that they got ready at once to leave for Macedonia. What's interesting, and we're not going to cover the rest of it. I encourage you go read uh, the rest of the chapter yourself, Acts chapter 16. But before that happens, before he meets this man, so remember, he tried to go to the right. God said, no. He tried to go up. God said, no. He finally has this vision. God's like, I want you to go and meet this man. But before he reaches that man, there's all these other things. He meets the wealthy woman from Philippi named Lydia. He meets this demon-possessed lady. Um, uh, he, they, they get Paul and Silas are put in prison. So there's all these things that happen that just tells you that if you try to control every step and every inch of your life, you're going to be miserably disappointed. I, it, it's it's certainly why Jesus at, at at the core taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. We really ought not to think higher of ourselves than we should. And part of that is realizing that God, you know, doesn't even let a sparrow fall from the sky without knowing. So certainly he knows what we need 
and where we're going. And I think that ours is not to try to guess where you're supposed to go or how you're going to do it, but just to be faithful in what he's given you, to be faithful in the little things. That's what we see from Paul in that whole story that wherever God instructed him or either prevented him from going or sending him, he was faithful to do what he knew he was called to do. That could totally be the case with many people out there in whatever circumstance. Maybe it's you to your family. Maybe it's your job. Wherever God has you now, just try being faithful in the little things because we know biblically that to obey is better than sacrifice. And oftentimes when people try to sacrifice, they try to do more for God than he's asking, they end up in places they don't wanna be. So that's our note for today. Um, if you wanna hear a, a more in-depth message on that, check out, check out uh, Vision City Calvary. That was Pastor Steve Sanchez who taught that message this last week. It's on the app. I encourage you to do that. Also check out Defining Truth on YouTube, definingtruth.org for the books. If you're interested, we have them on Kindle, digital version and paperback. And uh, reach out and let us know. Sign up and we'll send you a signed copy. Until next time, keep defining truth.